and why am I always coming back to this wonderful book? Because that is a real source of enlightenment, of, um, of great um, inspiration for people who find it very hard um, to, to, to climb above their mundane life and to rise into the place of spirituality that is um, treasured within Judaism. Because to go and search for new age, modern spirituality, it's very easy. And you can find many guides for meditation and for, um, and for new age, all kinds of balancing and, um, and, um, and like spiritual, modern spiritual um, approaches. And I will not contradict the ones who are just um, simply connecting people to their soul or to their mind. It's great unless they are um, teaching and guiding you to do so through idols and symbols. When we're being taught, God forbid, to um, connect ourselves through idols or symbols, in that place there is a great lack and we need to stay away from that. But when we are finding sources who are really connecting us and teaching and guiding us how to connect ourselves spiritually to the maker through Judaism, it's rare in a way. Even though the Judaism is full of good advice, many of the advice will be, first of all, on how to follow the maker, means how to keep the mitzvot, how to keep the obligations. And that's a great thing. But in many ways, many people who are fulfilling that mission and following the ancient tradition and keeping Torah mitzvot still struggle with simple mundane life without real spiritual developments. So a spiritual connection is something that is rare to be found. And to those ones who are curious and say, oh man, but I want to learn Kabbalah. I want to learn the secret. Okay, so also over there, it can be very informative. It can be very dry. Also over there, you can fall into the shape of the letters to learn only from the black fire that is written on the white fire without reading between the lines, without finding the root of your own soul into the deeper meaning of the verses, of the teachings, of the books. For an example, on the Arya Kadosh, that he is like... We, I, I, I don't even know how to say like who to put first, but like that Moshe gave us something that cannot be reversed. He gave us the Torah. He himself brought the tablets down and commanded us the commandments from Hashem. And through him, we saw and heard uh, Hashem and no one will ever be able to take it from him. Also, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai wrote down the Zohar HaKadosh. No one can take it from him. What the, the Ariya Kadosh brought down to the world is also something gigantic. He gave us the wisdom, the knowledge of how to break the code of the Zara Kadosh. He opened our eyes in his guidings, in his advice, in his teachings 
to understand that the Zohar HaKadosh is not just a book of Midrashim, is not just a book of explanation on verses and stories and tales and great wisdom. He also revealed to us that the book of the Zohar is a book of codes, means that when the book of Zohar is talking about the kingship, he's talking about a certain aspect, a certain concept that is called kingship. And when he's talking about the moon, so the moon is not just that star that circles earth in the sky. It's not only a symbol to faith or to the other um, like understandings that people will be inspired by um, from talking about the moon. Um, he also explained to us that the moon is a certain concept. It's a certain code that reflects something else, deeper meaning. And he broke down the codes and explained to us how to read the, the Zohar Kadosh in a whole different way. And that is called Talmud Eser Asfirot, the teachings of the 10 Sfirot. The 10 Sfirot are 10 parts that their togetherness is combining, is building, composing the unity of the maker. So they cannot be interpreted or explained as individual. They're not 10 parts. They're 10 words to one sentence. So you can never understand the meaning of the sentence by understanding one of them or focusing on one of them. And you can never understand the nine without the tenth. So to learn one is not enough. To know all nine is not enough. You need to know all ten. And then when you know all ten, you actually know one thing. You know about the unity of Hashem. So he broke down to us the wisdom of ten sfirot and explained to us that the Zohar Kadosh, volumes on volumes of deep explanations about verses and other stories and tales and situations that took place in the ancient generation of our sages, um, in that aspect, from that point of view, of looking at it as a code, looking at the secret side, and that's Kabbalah. Like suddenly Kabbalah became available, like, oh man, now we got the script, now we have, we have the code. Today, it's so hard to understand that code that we're like lost again. Okay, I'm reading Zohar, trying to read Kitve Arizal, migraines and headaches will be the smallest pain you're going to feel after two weeks of trying to, to deal with those, with those books. It's like, it's so deep, it's so mind-breaking that, that you need advice. So on the Ariya Kadosh, and that's why we came to explain who the Ariya Kadosh is, it's written on him that for years and years, he was isolated in a cabin on the Nile, like on the bank of the river. And over there in Egypt, he was alone, solitary, doing it bodeduyot and learning Kabbalah. Like he was doing hours and hours of meditation of, of hit bodeduyot, individual prayers with the maker. He was fasting and like torturing himself. What, I don't know what he was doing over there. Like, and for years, that's what he was doing. So like that person that became the Ariya Kadosh had his own spiritual journey. Now, if you also want to have your own spiritual journey and you're not going to take yourself somewhere to do some spiritual work, just by reading tons and tons of books, you, you will never get there. 
So here in that Otsar Midrashim, there is an amazing source um, that is revealing to us deep layers of spiritual outcomes and testaments of true righteous people who were experiencing Kabbalah spiritual path in depths. And it's like very interesting. It's very mind blowing. And for me, it's like a boost for my, for my inspiration to know there is a path, like there is where to go to. I, I'm not stuck here with the bookcase. I'm not stuck here only with this guy. Like I can also breathe. I can also close my eyes. If you saw the video that I posted a couple of days ago about the tying the holy chariot uh, that, that we learned last week, and all the, these kind of meditations are not only accepted or recommended, they are in a way, the only way for you to connect yourself to spirituality. If you're not going to allow yourself to open yourself to the voice that will rise to that hope and expectation and and desire for the voice of Hashem to be sound from within, for Hashem to start sending you messages. Today, for an example, my wife and I, we started to do certain meditation together. We started to work on certain specific points that we decided to take them into work. And not only just to hope for those things to be solved, just we decided to start working on those things. Today, in three different situations, three things that my wife just said in like in less than a minute, those things took place. For an example, she spoke with me about the teacher of our son. After 30 seconds, that teacher called. After a few minutes, she asked me about another company that she asked me, did they call you? Like, is there something new with them? Less than 30 seconds, that company is calling. I told her, look, she said, what? They called you? Now, just when I said it, and something as well happened earlier this morning. Three things only today. Now, this kind, that kind of supervision is taking place in the life of people who are craving that, who desires that, who are asking for that, who are pushing themselves into that place of Hashem, we are with you. Show your face to us. Like we want to see you now. Like let's 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 clear up the table. We want things to move forward. When people taking that approach, like I explained to you yesterday in the questions and answers class we had, that is the way that you're going to decide. I'm doing my thing. I'm rising. I'm growing. I don't look to the sides. I'm not being wrapped or, or, or attached to anything but the purpose. Not by closing yourself and being rude or cold to reality. No, by being determined, by being sharp, by understanding I have a purpose. Now then... You have some phone call. You have a friend that knocks on your door, something that breaks your schedule. It's not your enemy. It's something that you need to solve and to move forward. It's a mission that's been sent to you by the maker. Recognize the supervision of that visit, of that even burden. 
even a yoke, even an obstacle, okay? Facing it, let's see. For an example, you have a fear. Something is frightening you. Something is threatening your stability, your quiet, your, 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 your inner balance. For you now, when you're attached to that fear, when you are afraid of, oh man, it's an enemy, you recognize that as an enemy. For you in your mind, it's an enemy. The truth is that if you're going to take one step aside and look at it, you're going to recognize it as that person's fear and not as your enemy. He is your enemy because you made him your enemy by being afraid of him. He can be your bouncing board for you to climb above him to the next level and to rise. He can be your amazing training for your next level, for you to overpower fears from earlier generations, from earlier lifetimes, things that you never dared dealing with. And now when you're going to solve it with clear mind, with a balanced mind, you'll be able to solve a problem that was bothering you for thousands of years. If you will dare. If you will confront your fears and not going to be scared of them and not give them the power to overpower you by being afraid of them. For you to have that tool, for you to have that ability to walk aside, to look at things from a different angle and not to be attached and distracted by any background noises. They're knocking. They're bothering me. He took my parking spot. Like people been stabbed and killed for parking spot. You're not supposed to die for a parking spot. You're not supposed to be beaten in the supermarket because of someone took your line to the, to, to the cashier to pay. Like you, you don't need to die for a red light or for a green light or for $100,000. You don't need to die. No matter what, you're not supposed to die here. And also, you're not supposed to momentarily dying means suffer. You don't need to suffer. Even for great loss, you don't need to suffer. Maybe that person now just became to be the reason why you're going to revenge and avenge and fight for the rest of your life until you're going to destroy him and you decided that he's going to be your enemy. I don't mind which decision you're going to make, but don't suffer. If that person became an enemy, a life enemy for you, he might be. I'm not going to tell. No, we're not Christians here. We're not giving the other chick here. That's not part of our lie. We're not doing that. We're facing reality. If you have an obstacle, you need to remove it. If that enemy is coming to kill you, the Torah is telling you you should kill him first. In this ground, in this platform, we are following the rules of the Torah. And it doesn't mean that we go killing people. I never killed a person in my life, and I'm already 45. We don't kill people, but we're not letting our enemies overpower us. So it only depends in how consistent and stubborn and, and painful is that enemy. If it's an enemy that I can overpower with working on myself, I'm going to work with myself on myself. But if that enemy is penetrating into my safe zone, I need to close the door. I need to remove that obstacle. I will not let no one getting into my space and start sabotaging the quiet that the maker of the universe gave me or safety of my family. Those things are not coming in, in a way 
into our way. So a person need to know. King David, by the way, killed thousands of people in his lifetime. The poet, the person with the violin, the gentle one who is crying tears of joy and happiness, thanks and praises to the maker of the universe, the one who composed all the hallelujah that you sing and clap, that one killed thousands of people with his sword. So there are times for fight and there are times for peace. There are times to be happy and there are times to be upset. But you need to do all those things out of having a saddle mind and a happy soul, happy spirit within you, taking decisions. That guy, he's my enemy. That's it. He is my enemy. He can be your enemy. Or that you can look at things from a different perspective and to see everything that happens in your life as a supervision of the maker. And as being part of that supervision of the maker, when you look at things from the side, you can be less attached to things. You will be less emotional because of things. You will be less scared and afraid because of consequences and outcomes of certain situations. Just life will bring you, while being hopeful and honest and strong and consistent in your work, to be more effective, more efficient, more powerful. And for that, you need and have to have your quiet time of hitbodedut, observation, meditation, individual prayer. You need to have the time for your quiet. This is why that example I gave you with the meditation is so powerful. And I recommend each and every one of you to do it at least once a day, if not twice, like I explained, that it is strong and powerful for 12 hours. Me personally, I'm doing it in the morning and at night before I go to sleep, I'm doing it again. Going to sleep with like a, a, a clear mind. I know I'm safe, depositing my soul in the hands of Hashem, calmly, quietly. I did my thing. I put my effort on the right direction and moving forward. And during the day, so many things are going to come my way. So at least I can create for myself to strengthen my spiritual vehicle and to uplift myself to a level of awareness and, and healthy, balanced mindset for me to be able to deal with things with my soul and not based on my fears or the pressures that are pressuring me and on. So because the time is flying faster than a spitting bullet, we're going to learn a little bit from the scripts and going to understand where are those spiritual zones and amazing places that people can reach when they are also learning Kabbalah and also following Torah mitzvot and also clearing place in their lives, time, in their time, in their life for spiritual connection with the maker. How high and where to you can reach, this is something we kind of read right now. So that righteous man that his name was Nechuniah ben Hakana, that he's buried here in the Holy Land of Israel in a place that is called Nachal Amud, a river that is called Pillar, Amud. And that river is in, in the Galil, in the north of Israel. And it's an amazing river. And there is a pillar of stone that is standing over there, like an ancient uh, nature um, site. And over there, on one of the sides, on one of the walls, there is a cave 
and he's buried, this righteous man, Nechuniyah ben Hatana, is buried over there. The Ariya Kadosh found the grave location and marked it, and it's written in a book that is called Shara Gilgulim. Uh, Gilgulim is lifetimes. I don't know, maybe like there is another name for lifetimes, a shorter one, a nicer one, a more catchy one, but the gate for like the knowledge of lifetimes, that's the name of the book, Shara Gilgulim, the gate for lifetimes of lifetimes. And over there, he explained exactly, gave a, a clear explanation where to find that the location of that specific grave and others. So, um, so it was found again. Darya Kadosh lived around 500 years ago. So also since that mark that they made, it been erased as well. But it was found again, and and the and the marks and the leftovers of the grave, like the the signs to that grave, were found over there in the specific precise location that fits to the Ariya Kadosh explanation. So we have again that um, mark, that, that location. The Ariya Kadosh, by the way, said that every time that he's coming to a grave of a, of a righteous man, he sees the Tana, the righteous man, sitting up on his own grave and waiting for the people who are coming. Like when you come to a grave of a righteous man, you should know that his soul is waiting over there for people to come. So when he was coming to those graves, he with his holy eyes was able to see them. He met them. Like it was Shalom Aleichem. Like he met them. It was it was a reunion of those souls. So that's how he knew that that grave is the grave of Nechuniah ben Akana because he met him because he saw him when he came to his grave. It's like the Ria Kadosh books, and uh, especially the book of Shara Gilgulim, that amazing, fantastic book, is uh, like uh, very fascinating, very super fascinating. So again, hard to read, uh, hard to explain, but uh, at least we have a purpose. And uh, we, we, I, I said, we, we need only... 1,000 years to sit and learn Torah calmly, quietly. We're going to cover all this bookcase. It's enough. It's going to be enough. It's good. Like, we're good. I promise you, if we're going to cover this bookcase, you're done. You're okay. Don't worry. You don't need to worry about anything. I promise you. Just this one. It's going to take us 1,000 year years to learn that bookcase in depth. That's our request. Please, Hashem, allow us to sit calmly, quietly, soda, snacks, some cookies, and uh, and 1,000 years of, of settled mind. That's what we're asking. We're not asking much, Hashem. Please, 1,000 years to focus on that small bookcase. I'm telling you, it's like nothing major. Like, really, Hashem can do it. Okay. Tenth chapter of a book that is called uh, Sefer Heichalot, the book of halls, like places, living rooms, levels, floors, in the book Otsar Midrashim, Treasure of Midrashim, of Tales. And it's explained by Nechuniyah ben Hakana, that righteous man that we just spoke about him, that I can talk about him at least for 24 hours in a row as well, like Every time Hashem is pulling me, Darya Kadosh. Oh, I'm just going to tell you two words, 2,000 words on Darya Kadosh. Okay. Oh, no, just Rabbi Chaim Vital, a few words. That's what can I do? Ahavat Tzadikim, love to righteous people, is also a very enormous, very powerful thing. I have that in a bunch. 
I really appreciate the righteous people. They have fascinating stories about them, very inspiring. So as you can see that it's inspiring you as well. So learn about the righteous people, learn about the tzaddikim, do so. It's, it's going to help you in so many ways. I told you that once we bought to the kids so many children books about righteous people. I definitely read them all. If they read them all, I'm not so sure. But me personally, I read all those books. Like they're so amazing, so interesting. So it's like, a, it's a great thing. You just like buy children books about righteous people. And you're going to read the tales, the stories. I'm sure that there are some translated to English as well. You can find treasures, great source for inspiration. Children books of stories of righteous people. So, Nechunia ben Hakana is telling us, hit gabhu, hit gabhu baale romema. Rise, rise, the ones who has greatness in. Like he's calling us, like the, the scholars, the learners. Rise, rise, you with a great potential. Come closer, the ones who shines. Get over, like overpower, overpower the powerful ones get proud get proud the 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 proud for a reason like the ones who has a reason to be proud like be proud of yourself he's telling us because to the king of the world alone and to all his servants greatness and power and respect and shining glow deserve so if you're serving the maker so you should be proud of yourself. You should know that you're shining. You should know that you should be happy, that you are powerful, that you have great power. You're connected to the source. Who can be more powerful than you when you are connected to the source of all powers? Because to the servants of his greatness, it's a right thing to be proud you should be proud yourself for serving the maker. You should be proud of that. Those are simple words. You should be proud of yourself that you're serving the maker of the universe. You should be also humble. You should also be aware to your lackings. Everything is great. But you should also be proud of yourself that you chose to walk in that path and to be a servant of the maker of the universe it's not a small thing it's not a simple thing it's not obvious it's not for granted you should be very proud of yourself for doing so to those ones who are carrying his throne of honor they should be powerful because like we are the ones who are carrying his throne of honor how do we carry his throne of honor? Because the throne of honor is standing above the, the root of all the people of Israel. Shoresh Nishmot Israel is carved under the throne of honor. So if you have the attachment to the souls of Israel, so the throne is above you. You understand? Like, that's the nature of creation. Under the throne of honor is the place for the souls of Israel. You're the souls of Israel. Now you walk somewhere to the grocery store. 
The throne is walking with you. You're under it. It's going with you. You're going to the lake. It's traveling with you. You're flying to another state. The throne of honor is above you, is hovering upon you. So you're carrying the throne of honor? Yeah. So you should be very powerful. Why? Because above the throne of honor, from the throne of honor and above, 80 and 100,000 times 10,000 spiritual horseshoes, like heavenly horseshoes of heavenly horses. Its height, the height of the throne of honor is of 180,000 times 10,000 heavenly horseshoes of heavenly horses. It's like, we're talking about something very large, very tall, very big. And that's the height of it. And from its right arm means the right, uh, like a place that you lean on, like the um, like a pillow on the side of, of, the, of the throne. From its right side to its left arm place, like the place of the left arm, of, of the maker when he sits on his throne, like from the right side to the, of the seat to the left side of the throne of the seat. Shivim revavot parsaot rochvo, 70 times 10,000 godly horseshoes, it's width. And how many heroes are carrying the throne of that heroic king, the maker, and they are all charged and standing day and night, evening, morning, and noon in great fear, terrified with great fear from heaven, shaking, sweating with fear, because how much power there is inside of you <laughs> the servants of our God that you are able to mention and to announce to the world the memory of his great name. And when you are calling the maker in his name, the voice is being heard in the peak of the world, in a place that cannot be investigated. And there are no numbers in that place to count the voice and the sound and the strength when you say the words Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Holy, holy, holy is our maker. When you're just mentioning his name and you're saying about the maker that he is holy, the voice is riding to places that cannot be seen. The power and strength of your prayer, of your praise, is rising to places that people can never understand how powerful you are and how important and precious you are when you choose to serve the Maker and to become one of His servants. When you do so, you're including yourself in Him and in the general public of the people of Israel and in the Torah and in the Holy Land of Israel. 
And when that is happening, you become one with the maker and all the wisdom can be exposed and revealed to you and the blessing to all your loved ones. May the maker answer all our prayers and all our requests in no time. Thank you so much. To our followers that are still not included in our Amuna circle, we are inviting and calling you all to join us. Search for the information at info at or at our website, emuna.com. You can learn more about our fascinating books and our great services. For an example, the Hit Bodhidut, the individual prayer course. You should put your eyes and check that amazing thing. It's a guide to take you all into the roots of your own soul to find your inner connection to the maker. May the maker answer all your prayers and all your requests. And in no time, we're going to see the Redeemer and the redemption taking place in our days. Amen. May it be its will. Thank you.